Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Disclaimer, guys, if you're clicking on this to get hate towards sex workers or slut shame, then you have come to the wrong place and we will see you never. This is a sex positive edition. We're not here to hate. We're not here to slut shame. We're here for empowerment only. Never the hating game. Hello and welcome back to Higher Priestess. I am Persephone. I'm Erin. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> We're back in the quarantine episodes. Quarantine Diaries episode three. We haven't left. We've been on FaceTime. We're still here. This whole time. <laughs> Which is in a constant loop of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's changed and this episode is all about monetizing sexuality so that's only fans kind of i would like to talk about slut shaming a bit yeah. the patriarchy as huge as huge god can't talk about anything else the patriarchy just can't even sleep even during a pandemic guys it's still going it never quits did you see that thing i posted yeah. on the story that was like the daily mirror saying studies show that women that take off their bras during quarantine are gonna have saggy boobs and it's like guys also that dialogue is so conflicted in that the narrative runs twofold it's either going to make them really saggy it's either going to make them if you wear a bra it's going to make them saggy it's like stop worrying about people getting saggy boobs just give it a fucking rest i do also think like what you went to fucking uni for this yeah you probably did like a master's yeah you're highly educated people here. like kind of shout out to all the journalists we lost to the daily mail yeah imagine you think you're gonna write you're i'm gonna write on the yeah. war i'm gonna be a wartime journalist oh no i'm actually writing that you might get saggy boobs it's so <laughs> it's bleak like, it's crazy also if, the, if a woman wrote that can you imagine the heartbreak of uploading that article? Just like, okay, I'm betraying my entire gender. Are we all doing that thing where you mute and block the Daily Mail, etc., on Twitter and don't click on them? Have you seen that? No, no I haven't I just seen saw that. your shocked face from across the screen. Oh my God. No, <laughs> miles apart. <laughs> miles apart. Um, yeah, no, it was a whole thing. Um, Post-Caroline. Mm. I was talking about Caroline Flack, by the way, for you guys who don't know, um, or maybe if you're not in the UK, you might not be familiar. Caroline Flack was, um, a TV presenter um, in the UK who recently, what would you say, last month, she um, died by suicide. And it was a huge thing because she was incredibly, like, insanely hounded by the press. So they did this huge thing. They... <laughs> The people, us included. I had to, I can't remember what they called it. Oh, it was like kind of a catchy thing, but it was like, don't click on the Daily Mail, don't click on the Sun, don't click on the Mirror, blah blah blah, block them all. Mm. And everyone was like, yeah, I'm boycotting them, I'm boycotting them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So get on board with that, guys, if you haven't already. Something I was gonna say, I was actually gonna put on the story the other day, and then I thought I don't want to. Um, totally mm. against it. <laughs> I saw on Snapchat, which I know I'm like the one person who was on Snapchat that day. Like I know it's dead, but. <laughs> <laughs> I things to check up on and I saw actually you know we used to look at the um were they vice horoscopes yeah 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 vice horoscopes those were like a thing I used to love the illustrations yeah, yeah they were, like, really short. nice illustration yeah they were ridiculous and they had so many errors all the time yeah they're like, like spelling would be bad. yeah spelling would be awful, awful. but anyway 
grammatically a nightmare astrologically genius yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was just stunning um yeah. there was a thing kind of where those little stories are the articles and stuff there was a headline and it was about megan barton hansen who i think we're going to talk more about in this app and it was a headline i think from the sun or one of those shitty things saying mm. Meg- a picture of megan barton hansen who by the way was a woman that was on love island who got like horrifically sh- slut shamed who we've met and we love her yeah we do love her she's a good pal (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was awfully slut shamed on um love island because her kind of sexual history was um kind of thrown out like dirty laundry and her her history as a stripper got like thrown in her face and like sex tapes and things like that which was awful like while she was on the show and like her plastic surgery her pre-surgery got revealed and everyone was saying just horrendous stuff basically and she just got very very um attacked i think it's still a huge part of her reputation and mm. kind of like her presence in the public knowledge is of being that girl yeah. from Love Island a couple of years ago. Yeah. So the headline was a picture of Megan and then it said, Megan's giving away um, X-rated toys because of the coronavirus. <laughs> Love that. It's just like... Good old Megan. Fuck off. Yeah, literally. Well, hell. exactly good old Megan. But it's like, first of all, I'm not clicking on you. No. So fuck you. But second of all, it's like the reality of that is going to be so far from the narrative that they are portraying. Mm-hmm. Like she's obviously just doing something good and they will completely take it for something. It's just so frustrating. Like it, it's almost laughable. Like when you actually see it for what it is mm-hmm. it's insane yeah absolutely mad it's, it's literally just like why on earth has that made the news it's like we're in a global pandemic but the fact that megan is giving out some vibrators is like guys this is hot press like we need to get get your hands that keyboard right yeah. now and but you, you're gonna talk you're gonna the tone that you're using isn't like yay it's it's so not sex positive and it's so damaging and so many people take it as truth as gospel well it's almost like evil dirty megan once again getting her dirty paws on the innocent girls of the nation it's just like what is this narrative exactly and something that really frustrates me is then people will comment the daily mail comments are insane I, i'd never look but i see them through tweets and stuff like that with people saying look how horrific these comments always are yeah but the comments then will be like oh nobody cares like megan nobody cares nobody cares it's like no she knows nobody cares it's the daily mail who are trying to make you care she is not your enemy Literally. it's the press she's on her instagram saying hey guys i'm gonna give out some sex toys and then the daily you're at home on snapchat for starters a dead fucking app looking at an article <laughs> she's attacking at me. you <laughs> <laughs> and then reading an article about what someone else did in their life it's like should we look at the power dynamic here you're reading an article about her writing a comment that's all fucking misspelled oh, what's so going gutting. on and then you have it's just the audacity the absolute audacity I really find it, I think the most bleak thing on earth that I know of to date is the way we make kind of um not even just the working class the way we make the 99% hate one another yeah and you're we're all so dumb as to believe it so where shall we begin I think we should talk about how OnlyFans has has reached new heights due to the apocalypse okay yeah take it away everyone wants that content so if you don't know what OnlyFans is please tell us OnlyFans I to be honest I've only just really like found out about OnlyFans yeah you're probably the wrong person I didn't. I only, it's definitely like become a huge thing recently. It's um, basically a subscription service where you can pay your favorite kind of providers, I guess, of like sexual content some money. It's kind of um, Patreon, and they that you kind of have like levels and shit. It's also like I do see that it's so there are two sides to it on one side it's a really great way to like rather than paying for porn or watching free porn where you're watching exploited people you're going directly to the source of a consenting person yes brilliant and on the other hand it's women once again having to use their sexuality to earn money by playing into the male gaze. There are two definitely, like, very valid schools of thought. What are your thoughts on OnlyFans? Well, as you say, so many. Mm. Um, I even think it's more than... I know you've just said two, but mm. I think the whole thing... And those two things unfold into a million layers within themselves. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull out something that you said, and we can discuss it. Yeah. Which was that in the second school of thought, it is once again women having to mm-hmm. exploit their own, like, sexuality for money or whatever um 
What do you think? Well, I just think it's such a shame that the thing that women are always going to be valued on the most is their appearance, is their physicality. And it's not like, okay, so the world is ending. We all have this opportunity. We can all monetize our minds. We can all monetize this. It's like, we can all monetize our bodies. One, one guess, anyone? It's bodies every time. It's like, okay, yes, there is room for empowerment in that, but we're playing into a, a system that we know so well. But that's kind of why I love it. So, and I actually was thinking about what I said in the last episode. Um, was it the last episode? Yes. Where I said, um, I'm not going to be too stubborn to acknowledge yes. my exploitation of my appearance and not bank on it myself. Like I will capitalise when I can. Um, and so I, do you remember, I can't remember her name, it was something is it the naked philanthropist loved it yeah and she raised literally millions like millions millions for the australia for australian bushfires um i think there's more nuance than oh no here we go selling our appearances again but and i also think that narrative is damaging when the majority of our thought is to inherently we shame women for sex and I think our immediate response is to shame and while there is often accuracy in that unfortunately because it often is exploitative or not consensual and an abundance of other Mm. issues I think the way that we are immediately drawn to a discomfort when it comes to women profiting off of their sexuality is actually a symptom of the patriarchy and not necessarily us trying to oppose it I completely think it's the first step do you get what I mean I think of the levels of nuance the first step is acknowledging oh shit yeah and then we take it further totally for example I'm talking about how OnlyFans has like grown in popularity recently. It's like, okay, so men making money in this thing. So for example, my brother. So we're all literally like, okay, right, how can we make how can we make some money in this situation? Like blah blah blah. <laughs> that is honestly what's going on in the Deacon household. Oh, for sure. We're trying to monetize the apocalypse big time. <laughs> um and my brother Um, just for context, how old is your brother? He's 16 years old. okay here we go and he is a money maker he makes money he makes more money than guys you have no idea (laughs) he's literally a 16 year old he's in sixth form and he makes money but not just like oh he's got a part-time job like he's such a hard worker guys no like he will he has streams of income we're talking about a diverse (laughs) he's a con artist he's a scammer big time scammer (laughs) and to be honest my absolute icon so he is he went and sold so we had some guy show up at our house the other day and he sold him i don't even know what for 200 quid i don't even know what some shit they had in his room wait someone physically turned up at your door someone but yeah it was a really weird transaction i hope they kept a distance (laughs) oh you won't believe the distance that was kept so charles is outside the door arms folded this guy shows up in his like van parked at the end of the road and then charles like all right mate goes and brings him like the stuff at the end of the road the stuff as in what's he selling here it was so he went and bought a few months back he saw this whole thing coming I, I can't even explain it he's been stockpiling <laughs> he's been stockpiling it was the most unnecessary thing you could ever need in this situation so they're like Nintendo fucking bobblehead things oh like um, Tsum Tsum no is that what they're called those are like Disney yeah Disney ones but they're Nintendo ones yeah but they're also kind of not Nintendo there's like essentially like Jon Snow is one like sort of all the characters from Star Wars kind of like weird yeah Jon Snow is still a thingy one do you know the ones I'm thinking? Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, but they're not plushy. They're like plastic. No, yeah, yeah. Essentially, those they're all in boxes and he had about 200 of them that he must have they're bought. They're quite big. Yeah, he had two big boxes of them. I know the exact things. Yeah. yeah, but what are they called? What's the word? I don't know. He had two big boxes of them and he bought them months back and he probably bought them for like 50 quid and just sold them for 200 quid to some guy during the end of the world. Jeez. It's like, okay, you... He's not silly. He's, yeah, he's not messing around. So, so, for example, my brother selling those fucking whatever yeah. they're called Disney things, whatever. From what I have seen, the male instinct is to be to monetize products and sell things. I was in my room thinking, I guess I could set up an OnlyFans. I could sell sell pictures of my feet, like blah blah blah. And it's just like, okay, there's the there's the systemic difference that men would initially think, okay, what can I sell that I own? Women think I can sell my body. I completely agree. Although I think it is um, not as objective as that because I think it's not the majority of women 
it's not the majority of women's instinct to go straight to their body. Do you not think, though? Because it's not mine. No, it, no but it might not be yours, but then there has been a boom in OnlyFans. Well, completely, but I don't, I don't think that's... Yeah, 100%, but I also think there's been a boom in sex positivity. Yeah. It's not as simple, it's not as linear as kind of, oh, here we are all needing money, all the women want to sell their bodies and all the men want to sell their <laughs> Zoom Zooms or whatever they, they, but I don't... <laughs> sell their toys i think obviously women's um mm. plainly yes like a, a, and it's mm. an insane commodity is your body but that is do you not find that funny that a male commodity is very different from a female commodity like what you think you have yeah 100 percent. but i also don't think it's that simple i think it kind of is i think i think that's very much the narrative of what we're told is in it's the narrative but i don't think it's the reality you think immediately every woman inherently thinks i'll sell my body no. first no 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 absolutely not i completely agree i think that's a trend but i but i don't think i don't think it's like um your innate like thing that you think to sell i don't think that's the immediate as you said like definitely no no that's not it at all i just have spoken to a lot of women in this situation and i've definitely had discussions of like i guess we could sell nudes but i don't think that's an immediate the men that i've spoken to that has not been a thought that has not even no, been a consideration yeah there's no market yeah it's just there's not no an market option. For there's it. no market because yeah. it's like don't fucking send me your dick pics again you motherfucker yeah, literally <laughs> it's like no we don't want you here but there is such a market <laughs> there is an endless market for female news yeah well we say endless but here is the um paradox i think at the moment of only fans completely agree with you that yeah i've i've said it I've, everyone says it like no i've said it because i haven't but mm. everyone has the thought of do i do that yeah could i do that blah 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 and some people do the paradox at the moment is people who use OnlyFans, as in often the women providing the services, mm. are saying, do not be disheartened if you're not making 20K in a week. Well, that's the thing, you have to grow your um, following. Yeah, and a lot of young women are going into OnlyFans thinking that it is like an easy way to make money quickly. And the reality of that is so far mm from what you're being told when you see kind of a model on Instagram with 200,000 followers yeah. starting an OnlyFans and making 50k in her first week. It's yeah. like, well, obviously, people would. would buy their fucking toenail clippers if they <laughs> offered. Like, yeah. you've got an audience they're ready to buy. It doesn't matter what you're selling. If you're starting an OnlyFans with kind of a 1,000 followers, mm. you're going to make a tenner maybe? Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then you're going to give up. Because it's not easy in so many levels because obviously the money doesn't come immediately. And also, are you prepared for the emotional weight of pictures of yourself being online for whoever and whatever to do whatever with well, forever, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and. It's difficult because there are defi- the two sides are really compelling to me because I'm so pro monetizing what you have. The Capricorn in me is like, yeah. fucking monetize that shit. Be resourceful. Fucking, we, use your privilege. You, your heart, use your fucking privilege. Do it. Make money. There is a market. Men are pervs. Do it. But then it's also the part Not of Not even me, your heart. Just, you've, you've got a body. Someone yeah, wants to see literally it. Literally do it. There is a huge market for anybody. But then also, there's the other side of me that's potentially the more old school feminist in me that is literally like, why is it that that but is why? the thing that we can monetize once again? Like, that is such a depressing... Yeah thing to me that the instant thing of like okay what do I have to monetize oh okay it's my body it's not my mind the things that I value in myself I I completely agree it's a um depressing reality that oh once again what is our our prime commodity our bodies but then um is that like okay so what are you going to do about it do you know what I mean it's like oh okay are you going to make millions off of it or are you just going to be upset about it and be annoyed when you see an OnlyFans account not you but you get what I mean no but I don't think those are the options I think the option is interrogating why why is the word there and questioning okay so I can either conform to doing this thing which is empowering for some but also incredibly damaging I think those who are doing OnlyFans aren't conforming no. If you're, ma- if you're making an OnlyFans account, conforming is not the word I would use. You can either play into that aspect of the patriarchy and monetize it, which, yes, I think there is definitely power to be found in that, or you can reject it and find power in, re- in the rejection of that as well. So what does that look like? Do you get what I mean? Like, okay, so we've understood, we can all come to the conclusion that it's a shame that women's commodity is always brought down, the women's value is always brought to their appearance or their body, et cetera, et cetera, and, and. What now? Practically 
quickly, what do we do then on a personal level, in your own personal life, what choices do you make? And on a societal level, what do you understand to be the right move? Because as we say, yeah, there's so much power to be found in that. And it would be wrong to immediately discredit that from all women. But also it's way too simplistic to say, that's great, everyone should have an OnlyFans and be almost so sex positive that it's counterintuitive in that no positivity is brought out of it because there's no room for um, growth or education. I think there's also a huge difference between the OnlyFans that we would have been necessarily seeing because the sort of sphere of the internet that we occupy is incredibly sex positive and incredibly self-aware but I do think there are sort of 18 year olds that are getting their OnlyFans account and it is not what we're seeing it's not um the naked um philanthropist and all of that it's not that it's not Megan Barton Hansen it's insane they're self-aware of what they're doing and they know they're, they're monetizing their own oppression fair it's not consensual because if you're not aware you're not consenting if you're not aware of what you're participating in or what you are doing or why you're doing it then how can that be yeah exactly because you don't understand it but there are a lot of kind of essentially children or people that are vulnerable shit how can i make money i guess that's an uh, marketed as an easy way accessible way to make money and i think that is really dangerous um i completely completely agree that it's i completely agree with you it's definitely a dangerous option and i think it's so dangerous the narrative that we see of like oh my god you can make so much money just get your tits out like oh my god just show me your bum yeah. hole and i'll give you ten thousand pounds woohoo it's yeah. like it's actually not all fun Which, and games not that we know from experience but we're smart but, girls yeah but also it's like we see people saying yeah oh, oh no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> mic drop <laughs> Just honestly drop the mic. (laughs) Oops. We see people on Instagram that are going, I love taking news, that's so empowering. And that is a great thing to see. That is sex positivity. That is sex work inclusive. And needed. There's a space for that and it needs to be there. So necessary. So important. And that is um, its own form of feminism. But what is not feminist and what is playing into your own oppression is the children that are getting this and young people that just are like, shit, okay, I can make some money from this. And it's not self-aware and it is um i would think that would be damaging to it's destructive um, feminism and them as individuals yeah i think um it's worth noting i think it's worth everyone consciously sex is every like you can be super sex positive and say yeah like it's a huge part of life blah blah blah, blah. we need to like not take it seriously mm-hmm. just have fun etc etc but the reality is mm-hmm. sex is an incredibly significant part of every single person's mm-hmm. life even if they haven't had sex yet etc etc and so the way that you choose to talk about sex or only fans um can either spear as you say a narrative that pushes feminism or tries to push feminism and is this kind of pseudo sex positive like neo sex positive yeah discourse and actually ends up being Mm -hmm. really really destructive for everybody who can see that because we were said before an interesting conversation we had Mm. so we were lucky enough to be invited to a talk where megan barton hansen was speaking um yes with the lovely lipstick feminist jess who if you guys don't know you should who we love yeah you should get to know definitely go follow her yeah at the lipstick feminist yeah go look and at Megan Barton Hansen, I presume. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go and have a look. But we had some conversations after. Basically, we went into it just like super excited to hear and came out of it thinking like, fuck, mm. like Megan is great. Mm-hmm. She really impressed us. Not that she was there to impress us, but oh, boy, she did. Yeah. We're big Megan fans now. I just think I had never viewed her as a self-aware person. I viewed her on the closer to the end of the spectrum of like victim of the patriarchy. She has had all this stuff imposed on yeah. her. But I think she's actually way more self-aware of like, like she is monetizing the patriarchy. She is. She gets empowerment out of stripping. She gets empowerment out of sex work. And I think that is great. That is that is a positive mm. influence. I think something else. Yeah, I, I totally a positive influence because I also think, and as we've said before, she understands her role in the game that she's playing. She is incredibly mm. honest about not only the things that she monetizes, but how she does it. For example, she spoke about um, what was it like tucking in her double chin, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, with face tune yeah, or whatever. Face-tuning her double chin and also being so honest about that she was talking about how she she's just one of the people that would face tune themselves and then say oh yeah i face tuned this like in the caption it's like okay well that's just fucking huge a completely different thing to face tuning your thing and not admitting it and those people don't get in the fucking daily mirror and she says she's fucking face yeah she's a bad influence no every fucking influencer is doing that megan's just saying i'm doing 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And that's the thing. We always say the power of words. Fear of a yeah. name only increases fear of the thing itself. Yeah, lovely. But it's so that. It's like if you're saying that you're fa- you are completely removing the power from... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the secrecy and the shame of like what women do yeah and by owning that you are making sure you're taking the weight off of the narrative that isn't always reflecting the reality mm-hmm. do you get what I mean yeah, like totally by being so honest you're taking away all the space for like you're you're chopping in half even more so the women who will look at that picture and feel bad about themselves totally because they're, they're gonna think oh she looks amazing there and I can too okay cool it's edited rather than she looks amazing there and i can never look like that um happy april fool's day by the way oh yeah happy april fool's day (laughs) we had quite a funny joke the other day did we what was it do you remember the april fool's joke oh yeah yeah. we did a we did a pre-april fool's april fool's joke (laughs) which i found hilarious was that um coronavirus is a big joke set up by the government and they're gonna come out on april fool's day today saying like Always like, you guys stay in your houses. You should have seen the looks on your faces. <laughs> you shut down your business. <laughs> it's like, you didn't pay your rent, you idiot. You all emailed your landlords and you said, hey, can we not have our rent? It's like, to be honest, fingers crossed it was all an April Fool's joke. It would kind of be the ultimate joke. Awful. Oh, like it's like you're anticipating an ultimate revolution. You all worked from home for weeks. It's like you wore a fucking mask, you idiot. <laughs> you wore gloves. It's awful. But unfortunately, no word yet of whether Gosh. this is a joke or not. No. <laughs> no word in yet. They're sticking with it for now. Yeah. My mum did a prank on me this morning. I was just getting into the shower um, and she knocked on the door. She was like, hi, um, actually, my friend is going to come and stay. So do you mind giving up your bedroom and moving into the small bedroom? And <laughs> I... Honestly, the look on my face. I came out of the shower and I literally flipped my hair and went, would I move into the small bedroom? And then straight away she's like, April Fool's. And I was like, fuck, that's quite an embarrassing response. Like, I was... That's embarrassing. I was so indignant. I was like, excuse me, would I... I give up my bedroom. My room. Like, honestly. That's hilarious. In my mind, the hierarchy is so me at the top in this house. It's like, (laughs) go and ask one of the others. They'll have to give up their room. Go and ask one of the others. Don't come to me asking for that shit. That's a really funny joke from your mum. I wouldn't have thought your mum would be doing April Fool's jokes. And then she went and did it to Lizzie and Charles. She went through the whole house doing them in age order. Who was What was everyone else's reaction? Lizzie was like, fuck off, as if... (laughs) (laughs) and then by the time he got to charles he'd already heard it done twice already so he was he was on to it charles has already scammed his way into a better room anyway (laughs) he's got a a five-star hotel lined up for the next week (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah he doesn't need to be here i would love to prank someone i haven't pranked anyone in ages i'm not really a big pranker but you really are quite the pranker i'm more the pranky yeah you are kind of pranky am i a prankster i'm like already thinking i'm jim from the office (laughs) what you're jim from the (laughs) 
I look around, my whole room is in jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, well, last year at uni, I think Stella's quite the pranker. So you would team oh. up with her. Yeah, we were quite the team. Jim and Pam team. <laughs> yeah. Jim and Dwight. The iconic duo, yeah. I do love a prank. We have spoken about in detail about our horrific prank about us, the movie. I, honestly, it's like how close, how, such a fine line talking about pranking and not bringing up that prank i can't like i've got shivers down my spine i don't even want to think about it if you guys don't know what happened to us you have to go listen to what episode the ha- is it's it in the we? halloween episode i think it also features in another one and maybe even another one go to the halloween app but we got pranked out of our Awful. minds we got pranked out of our jumped out of our skin with a horrific song my brother still sometimes does things best because i told him about now he uses it against you he said to me last night there's a family on the driveway oh fuck off charles <laughs> fuck off it's, it's like, too much it's like i'm running to the window <laughs> i can't cope just don't you fucking dare bring that up right now don't even think about it not on my watch i'm not in a position to get information that could potentially harm me honestly that <sighs> and you're not in a position to deal with me after i've been in a position where i've been in a situation where the information has potentially harmed me you are not ready to deal with me Ugh. Anyway, anyway, back to sex. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about something that you hear a lot, which I have so many thoughts, is, oh, I'll just like do an OnlyFans, ha ha ha, like, oh, I'll just, oh my God, I'm just going to like sell pictures of myself, ha ha ha, like, oh my God, like, ha 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 ha, yeah, or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately, the vast majority of young women or people like us will not sign up for OnlyFans, etc, etc, because they feel too um, ashamed about sex to do so, etc, etc, and have other feelings. That um, is kind of the umbrella of everything links back to the shame that you would feel if your OnlyFans was exposed. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, that's that's the whole thing about... So we went to a talk recently and they spoke about sending nudes. God, look at us listen to all these talks. We went to Women at the World Festival. We were doing press. Look at us. We got press tickets, dude. We really did. It was a really great day. And now and now I haven't left the house since. <laughs> I, that was the last time I saw that. And now I go to Sainsbury's. <laughs> and it was an amazing day. Think about it every day. It really was. If it happens next year, if there is if there is a next year, you should oh, think about sure. going. We'll be there. If, if we, we make, make it. it. If we make it through this, we'll be there. Yeah, so we saw a talk and there was somebody talking who we really, really loved. Um, and she was talking about sending nudes and how it's a very, very empowering act. And I'm sorry that I'm really picking this apart as in sex positivity, but I really, really am. I think it goes without saying... Oh, don't apologise. It's what you're here for. I'm really going to pick this apart because there was one thing that she said that was a strange narrative, I think, that she pushed throughout, where she's kept on saying, send nudes, people are not going to share them around, send nudes, send them, send them, send them. And it was like her whole thing. I thought it was quite interesting (laughs) that that was... I think it's difficult because we are from a community on Instagram that is incredibly safe with things like that and incredibly free with things like that. But I think amongst an audience, you don't know who's listening. There are 15 year olds in this audience hearing, send news around. They won't go. People are nice people. They won't share them. We learned from our poll that we did on our Instagram story last night. People are not good. People will are not to be trusted with things that you don't want share, want shared around. If you are happy sharing your body around, mm-hmm. then send it out. Send that shit around town. That's great. But if you're a 15 year old in school and you're scared that that picture is going to go on the fucking whiteboard, on the fucking projector, my advice is do not do that. If, if you're a 15 year old who's still scared of their own body, still trying to get to grips of stuff, don't take that advice. Don't place that in the hands of somebody else. Particularly, there is no set of hands worse to put them in than mm-hmm. a 15 year old boy. And his friends. Than the and people in friends. your classroom. For, it's amazing as, imp- as empowering as sex positivity is on Instagram. I think know your own limits. If you're, if you're not that person that can get your body out and be amazing with that, don't feel the pressure to do it. Don't do it because someone on Instagram told you to do it. If you physically, yeah, my nips are going to make me some money. Yeah, but if you don't, if you're not happy with your nips, don't send it out. If you don't want those on the fucking whiteboard. Nips. If you don't want those on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I think that I completely, completely, completely mm. agree with you. And I think you'd be a fool not to because our ultimate point is this is absolutely great if it's consensual. And I think, mm. as we kind of touched on earlier, I think there is a line further mm. to be drawn than what we presume to be consensual you think if you are doing it you're making the choice to do it for yourself 
it must be consensual. But actually, um, if your own pathway to that thought has been corrupted by the patriarchy and social messages that you've been um, mm-hmm. like fed, which undoubtedly it is then it's not just your consent that you're giving it's kind of it's not just your choice that you're giving it's everyone else who has pointed you in that direction and that i think is one of the biggest things to be aware of is 100 this is sex we are sex 100 we're sex positive and there is so much room for empowerment and if women are capitalizing on anything i'm there for it like we're a fan totally yeah yeah but But we can't ignore the nuance and the dangers that women find themselves in in so many different ways and OnlyFans doesn't escape that. I think that's the thing that bothers me. There is this whole lack of nuance within the discussion of OnlyFans of women are capitalising on this. That's amazing. Yeah, it's either black and white or it's the worst, they're all sluts or it's great. Exactly. And it's not that simple. I'm on the end of it's empowering more than it's damaging. Well, you're not on it's you're not on the spectrum. You're on the other level. You're on the higher level with the higher priestesses saying it is empowering and here's why and it damaging. is damaging and yeah. here's why. It's not either or. It's a whole complex yeah. grey mix of everything. Well, I love the idea that people can make money out of their own oppression. Fucking genius. Fucking never the same. Iconic. Unique. I fucking love that. Appropriate it. But... Yeah, it doesn't. That's not the full stop. That is not. It doesn't end there. That's the introduction. Well, because I think a lot of people. I, I watched. Who was it? There was some influencer that I was watching, and she was like taking fun nudes with her flatmates, and she is like a sex positive, like really cool girl, and she was taking these nudes, and her nudes were. Do you know who it was to shout out? No, because I'm about to rip her to shreds. Oh, <laughs> forget it. Then. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but go on. Yeah, I'm actually not. But she was taking these fun nudes, and she when she said, "Okay, I'm gonna take nudes of my flatmates," I thought, "Okay, that's interesting. I'm gonna see how." these turn out and she posted them all and a lot went on her OnlyFans and a lot went on just her Instagram but like kind of covered up and stuff but she was wearing like a crazy top hat like her hair was like crazy and it like it was like a whole circus look it was a fun look and I was thinking okay so when your messages take nudes send nudes to people um get an OnlyFans it's so empowering I was imagining um kind of like classic sexy pic like on your bed like bum sticking out like little selfie but then it's like okay so there's this whole other world where people are taking like crazy nudes i understand how that's an expression of your creativity there are lots of different niches within this of creative expression empowerment of your own body and also this like subtext of just like um gross old men (laughs) looking at your pics (laughs) it's like yeah that's the audience we're going for i completely agree the people that are profiting from this the people that are are young women love that tick love them profiting but also the people that are winning are disgusting gross old men oh okay yeah not so happy about that one (laughs) i was gonna say you reminded me when you said well i think it i think it's a thing to acknowledge but that she said her friend took her nudes for her because i was gonna say i've done that for quite a few friends taken their nudes yeah and i was gonna say i can imagine that you haven't yeah because look on your face yeah no (laughs) They want it. They're just like, let's. It's just fun. They're just like, it's a funny thing. Like, and that is the reality of. And even if they don't go anywhere, it's just like a funny thing or whatever. I'm like, let me take them on my phone. A better quality, like, or whatever. Like, oh, but that one's good. Blah blah, blah etc. It can actually be a really fun thing. For? Quite a few different people. Why can't they take them themselves? Because if you're taking a nude of yourself it's like what you're doing it in a mirror like it's kind of you need someone to hold the phone right it's like a setup do you get what i mean if we if me and you were getting a picture we wouldn't really want it to be a selfie we oh guys no. you oh. don't even know what oh. we do to, to get i mean let's not even go let's not even go the, there. the tripods in quote marks that we have used or the photographers in quote marks that we have used have been another level we've used a punnet of strawberries with no strawberries in it with tin foil in it with a pen propping it up. Some I mean, sellotape. Uh, it's insane. The, the things we've done. But you get what I mean. That's why you need someone else to hold the camera, right? Yeah, got it. You mean they didn't use a punnet of strawberries with a sellotape thing on it? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like tape it to the wall. <laughs> or get a passerby to do yeah. it. I get it. But I also think, how old were you when you were doing that? Like young, I imagine. Um, Youngest, I was... 18 at, at my younger that, the, that was the first time not that it's like that was the first time yeah pics of your friends naked at 18 yeah and I'm it, that's not that much of a rarity no I wouldn't think it would be but I would also say there's a huge difference between doing that so 
these influencers who were like 26 let's say and then 18 and then making that to be sold the way they were doing it was very much like fun content that people could then go and buy and they were wearing like crazy outfits right because then versus kind of 18 year olds um in their bedroom sending it to their boyfriends no no you're reading it wrong it was 18 year olds like in the way that when you are growing up you're understanding your own sexuality your own body as you say and it was fun okay and that is a reality yeah and that's why i think that's what i was gonna say that that influencer doing that um there's a whole as we say undercurrent that of the messages that you Mm. decide to send to whoever may be in your audience that is a huge thing we need to be aware of um but also if part of the message that you're sending is this can be a fun thing and if you are safely um engaging in that then that is really really necessary and those messages really need to be there because if they're not we are in no way defeating the shame around women's sexuality we're just leaving it there to fester absolutely not and then people come into OnlyFans for the wrong reasons but then my argument also with that it's interesting that men groups of men 18 year old men are not taking pictures of them and their friends naked in rooms like why is the emphasis so much put on the the female body that men are not going okay let's let's understand our sexuality like let's take photos of each other let's see what we look like from the outside well i think that's a sad reality about met about the ways that men connect with one another i think that's a sad reality of the way the things that i think that's a sad reality of the way women's women have to connect with themselves yeah it's both but i also think men don't escape this there's a really interesting ted talk and i have no idea whose it is she's a sex worker if you type in sex workers ted talk it will come up i'm so sorry that i don't know this woman's name Mm. um she's a sex worker and she said um she actually did it really beautifully it's at the beginning of the ted talk she's like oh i um i'm really butchering (laughs) this but she was like this guy came to me and whatever like i helped him out so much like and he said he then said to me um your work has saved my life and like reels it up to be super dramatic and then she says my work is sex work and everyone's like whoa and like yeah. clapping and stuff because you're kind of thinking oh she's going to be like a fucking surgeon or something etc cetera, etc cetera. obviously you know that she's yeah, a sex yeah. worker but the audience i guess i don't know she talks about how um men and like intimacy for men is so hard to come by in so many different ways that they have to pay for it and sometimes they can't even pay for it because a they don't have access to it b they're too ashamed to do so etc etc so i think yes it is a huge thing about the way that women see their bodies and bodies women's bodies female body etc etc it's always about women's bodies looking a certain way perceived from the outside you want to see how you're perceived from the outside whereas for men it's very internal or you are the watch you are the viewer whereas for women you are the object you're being viewed it's just quite interesting yeah but then there's also the the second part to that which is it's unfortunate that men don't get to have that fun moment at 18 harmlessly kind of in that safe room or i don't know if it is harmless i don't think that is or for example that now my favorite stat which is so bleak that 16 people in the uk die by suicide every day 12 of which are men there is a huge it's it's its own pandemic what we do to men what the patriarchy does to men yeah um and i think it's it's horrendous yeah, and i think they're missing out on that the way that they see their bo- the way that they can connect with one another in that way i wouldn't link that though i wouldn't necessarily link that i wouldn't think of nudes and i wouldn't think of connection being the next thing though or like friendship connection and or like even yeah. understanding of your own body to me nudes i understand how recently that has been um turned into like appropriated into a way that you can connect with your own body and i understand your own body i understand thing but that's quite recent up until about i would say literally three years ago nudes have always been for you um, for you because i wasn't 18 three years ago that was longer ago nudes have been there's a there has been a subculture where nudes are positive for young women for a lot longer than three years a lot longer than three years I don't know if 18-year-olds in their room taking nudes is a, is um, an empowering act. That seems to me like people... Um, I think what makes me uncomfortable is, whether it's a safe room or not, is that men in their rooms, their group of friends, are playing FIFA, okay, together. Women in their rooms are taking nudes, which I guarantee will will have been sent to the men. Well- not in that situation they were definitely those not in that i just said earlier. No, i'm not talking about you i'm not talking about yours i was gonna say because that is a real situation where that happened that's what i'm saying with that situation 
um, what is there to be bothered by apart from the inherent shame that you get of being a woman in the patriarchy that it makes you uncomfortable to think about 18 year old girls kind of having fun it's not that it, it's if women I'm not even talking about in yours but so in yours if those pictures were like um, an empowering act that you kind of all took together they were literally yeah. in that situation where I was 18 and it that girl was also maybe 19 18 they were literally just for her that is very different. That could be could have been an empowering thing, sure. But what I think is more likely happening is those pictures are then later being sent to the men. I think very often that's the case. Which is a really strange thing that men in their rooms are not all, right, okay, let's make you look great there. Let's do that. Let's do put your makeup on, blah, blah, blah. Take pictures of you to send to... Go- that's just not... It's like a really weird imbalance that the men, when they're on their own, they're not having to perform in that way. Whereas a woman, it is so inherent that you're an object, that you're getting your friends to take pictures of you so you can feel empowered in this whole like look and then that picture is then being used for your essential validation by sending that to a man yeah i think that's a specific scenario though that i think comes i think those nudes are going to men really the 18 year old girls are taking well i've just told you not all of them are i've just told you not all of them are so you can't say i think all of those nudes are going to men i think the majority of nudes that women take are going to men I completely agree with you. And as we've said, there's a whole spectrum of problems and positives that come under that. But I do think that scenario um, is not that uncommon and should be encouraged and praised, just as we should be encouraging young girls Mm. to be um, getting to know their own bodies, etc., etc., and not feeling validated by by boys, etc., etc., I think that is a scenario that is worthy of airtime because it's that important messaging from... The the crux of that, though, is that it's not going to men because you just said if if it's not being validated by men. But the crux of it also is how did you get there? And it's the, the story of consent, as in from what is that situation born out of? And if from where does it come from? And where does it go? Where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Yeah. Literally, where, <laughs> yeah. Does the, where did that come from? As in why were you led there? And where is it going? Is it going to a boy? <laughs> where did Cotton Eye Joe is funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get what I mean? It's like interrupt it at the beginning and question, interrupt it in the middle yeah. and question, are you? safe interrupt it at the end where is this going to who who are you putting your body in the hands of yeah i think at every point we can interrogate um what this the reality of the situation is there are a lot of situations where news can be an empowering thing but i think yeah absolute like nut of the issue like you've broken down the layers you think at the end of the day i think for the, the complete core if those nudes are being used for your own validation from men then they are problematic which I think a huge, huge, huge percentage of nudes that are being taken. I'm not talking about the sex positive nudes that are going that Megan's taking or sex positive influences. I'm talking about the yeah the common people, the common people that are sending nudes, the ones that end up in the hands of men. A large majority of those that you are taking in your rooms, trying, trying, trying to look good, and you're hoping that he likes them, whereas man is just taking a picture of their dick and sending it and sending it to you and kind of 25 other people. Yeah, it's so different, and I think that speaks absolute volumes about how about female oppression with their own sexuality is that it is all viewed not through your own experience but your experience as an object completely agree but it's not even just nudes it's if anything is coming down to the validation that you want from men you need to read validating by high priestess sweetie (laughs) that ties all up with a promo (laughs) that was my plan just do this whole conversation i'm joking um honestly yeah everything's a problem if it ultimately is looking for the validation of somebody else because you cannot outsource validation that is not a sustainable model of life I loved it. I love it, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think sexuality, all those things, it's a complex issue. There are a thousand different ways that you can read this. And also it's all interwoven with your own personal experience of... Life? Nudes, porn, all of these things. I'm nodding viciously. <laughs> You're big time nodding. <laughs> I'm big time nodding. It's all interwoven with all this stuff. And also just your own understanding of like your positioning within the world, history, all of these things. It's just like... 
all the stuff you've consumed yeah. over the years. I think ultimately to to truly consent to anything, you have to be educated and aware. And that is the starting point. Well, that's But that, I think that's what gets me about the 18 year old. You are the opposite of educated and aware at 18. Well, I was going to say to you earlier when you said that that woman had 15 year olds in the crowd, I was going to say, I don't think age is necessarily a diet, is, is not always synonymous with like understanding. No, it's, I've met 50 year olds that are as fucking dumb as a load of 12 year olds Dumbos. I've met. Yeah, literally. Exactly, yeah. And I think obviously with social media and everything, the kids are... Totally. But I think to say to a group of um, essentially um, young people, send your nudes. People aren't going to send them around. Yeah. Was crazy. Well, when you're young, everything's so formative. Yeah, yeah. It just felt quite crazy. It's like, okay, so you could potentially get this girl's... Yeah, you need to be careful with the messages that you're... It's almost like not everyone is as empowered as the people you see on Instagram. So like, I might be okay to have my nudes shared around because I'm okay okay with that I would send them and it's like okay it doesn't matter people were nice but if they're not it doesn't really matter the next person could be shaking in their boots yeah you can't dismiss the weight and and the severity of these situations you can't dismiss it because you would be naive to ignore all of the problems and like the um danger the women find themselves in in these situations (laughs) which is a bleak way to end it yeah it's like (laughs) if, if, if my message is yeah, if my message is anything, my message is not trust men. With totally like my message that. is not that. Like her whole thing was trust men. It's fine. It's like no, no, totally really don't. that. Yeah, like, look at the mess. Look at the mess we're in. Yeah. that is not my message. It's so true. <laughs> Crazy um, message. Just be safe. Be safe. Have fun. Be empowered. And read validating. Buy it. It's out now. Link in bio. It's out now. <laughs> Link in bio. Oh, if you want to hear more about this topic, I feel like we could go on. I could honestly go on for hours and hours and hours. We've got loads to say, and also with every podcast, we never exactly articulate exactly what we want. So just no just way. give us the benefit of the doubt here. Cut us a bit of slack, would you? <laughs> yeah, it's not like we're recording a podcast and there's only one goes out forever into the world it's like quite a lot of pressure guys yeah, exactly you have one shot honestly do not miss your chance to blow and i've got vomit on my sweater already mum spaghetti spaghetti yeah. <laughs> spaghetti everywhere thank you guys so so much for listening yeah thanks guys i hope you enjoyed it i would love to hear your thoughts send us your thoughts send us your money (laughs) send us send us your news send us your news (laughs) send us whatever you've got to give send us your um disney some some things send us all yeah (laughs) i've got a lot of stock to shift on that so if you want something me up (laughs) send in your requests (laughs) thanks guys right see you later speak to you later bye bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com